I went to get a mixing. I found out it was close. I tried to have some gummy bears in Rosalie Knows. And I asked for mini M&M's in Aussie Vanilla. But when I bit into the mini M's, they were frozen and it hurt my teeth. It was a killer. Oh, 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 I'm still alive. I've shut down Maybe it's because they got cancelled Cause I'm pretty sure their logo was Uluru But Limbo's down And I think Rosalie is still going But it's on the way out Cause you got your lick Paddington's Your Delato Messina's Fancy places all coming on the scene Oh, It's surrounded by tomato brothers And an alcove but the jewel in Wilson's crown is a slab of granite with your ice cream, baby. Because you know I was sobbing when I had to get Baskin Robin. Because all I want to do is put on shoes and sock and go myself down to Cold Rock. In Wilston, I'm alive. It's about Wilston. Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? <laughs> Hello, Brisbane. <laughs> the Minister for Sports says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Ashburn? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello, and welcome back to the musical extravaganza that is episode 72 of Unpacking Brisbane, where we talk about Wilston. Mm. In and we talk about more than cold rock, but I think it's fair to say that for, for a lot of people in Brisbane, uh, myself included, who actually sort of grew up in Wilston, it's mm. my big touchstone. It's my cold stone. Mm. It is. It's my cold rock. Cold rock and roll. Oh, you know what would have been funny? Mm. Standing on cold, cold rock, rock, mixing in gummy worms. <laughs> what was your go go to mixing? Ah, I had lemon sorbet. Oh. With nerds mixed in, and as we've said, many times, <laughs> you jump in your you are ice cream. <laughs> you are what you eat. Um, no, I, nerds I, mixed in. It's similar complaint to what many have with, which I don't adhere to this complaint. But the idea that oh, why would you get a hard candy because it just gets harder, it gets frozen. Yeah, but my my rebuttal to that, my repost, as it were, mm. is um, they all get way harder. Like if you have a Freddo frog that's mixed in, you have mm. some fucking icy bits of chocolate. So mm. that also mainly... But I, I guess the cookie dough seems to me to be resistant to the cold. But I think... I don't think cookie I, dough I freezes. view it as a little bit pathetic to have cookie dough. I, I think it's a coward's ingredient in any shape or form. Can I say why it, I agree on the most part, 
Can yeah. I say the instance in that I don't agree with you is when you get a cookies and cream flavor oh, yeah, and then get cookie dough as the mix in. I think oh, then there is that's, a concerted that's just accentuating. Oh, I think that's cream. a concerted yeah. decision to say I'm going all in on dough. Mm, yeah, I'm going all in on cookie. Yeah. I'm well, going all in on cream, cookie. ice cream. Like it is just cookie dough that's been turned into ice cream. Because the cookie monster yeah. on Sesame Street, you have to imagine, would be saying, "Give me the cookies and cream ice yeah. cream flavor," because that's fucked that that exists, and they're like. Can do. And sorry, Mr. Monster. Yeah. Can we also offer you the additional cookie dough? Like, cookie in yeah. the cookie? And they'd be like, Mr. Monster, this is cold rock ice creamery. We can offer yeah. you whatever the fuck you want, you yeah. blue lizard. But but that's the thing about addiction is it has a social dimension. That, you know, and you, you, know, you got to wonder what mm. conditions produced the cookie monster, you know. Mm. I was watching. And, and he grew up on the wrong. Cookies. He grew up on the wrong side of Sesame Street. Yeah, because there's exactly. a because we don't talk enough about class in Sesame Street. We talk I about mean, Oscar the Grouch. We talk about like school, is, they say is school a class. Oscar, yeah, absolutely. But Oscar uh, the Grouch yeah. is a homeless man. He's a homeless man. He you lives know, in a bin. Whereas and on the flip side, I get the impression Bert and Ernie are a fairly oh, well off. That's a studio apartment. Busy professionals. That's you know, a studio they, apartment. They, they are living well, and it's clear that Cookie Monster battles with something. Where do you think Elmo falls? In, in terms of talking about the, I think Elmo has rich in, parents. Yeah, when, when we're talking, when like, we're ranking them by yeah. gross income, I think Elmo. I think Ernie. Who is the serious one out of Burton Ernie? Ernie. Ernie. I think he earns the most by a mile. I always saw him as like a tax lawyer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's hundred percent a lawyer or an accountant. Bert, I think, is sort like, of a goose, a yeah. bit of a buffoon. But I think like and he doesn't hide moderately though. successful middle management. Like, like, I think Bert still I, works I, in an office. I think Bert works at RACQ. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think he's like, he's like public a relations. Adjuster. Yeah, yeah, I think he's like, yeah. he's like, hello. Yeah. I think Big Bird has quite a bit of money. I think Big Bird has a lot of money. I think Big Bird has a lot of family money. Big Bird seems the to birds be- are, well, his brother Larry was very good at basketball. <laughs> I imagine he shared that around. Uh, Greg, Greg Bird, great NRL player, obviously. Mm. Very good. kickbacks. He was good. Um, I, I don't would- think Elmo has a ton, but I think he's fine. Now, Count Dracula, yeah. I, well, that's royalty. He's a king. Yes. Like, he's... But he's like those British royalty where they have to let people do tours through their home to make... Like, I think the Count has quite a lot of property, but he doesn't actually have a lot of cash. Like, he does have a job. But the cash that he does have, he, he knows exactly how much because <laughs> he counts. He's always wet. The number like of the I day just... is 64,000 before tax. <laughs> it's like how I just don't... I'm a grad. It. If you don't look at your bank account, yeah, it's as if you haven't spent any money on the weekend. So that is true. It's the inverse of the Count theory. Wilston. Yeah. Um, we're talking about today and we're talk- talking we're talking about it in lockdown so as you would know and if, if you didn't know i sure hope you did and and please you know get the abc app or something if you if you haven't but um we are back in lockdown by the time you're hearing this hopefully we're hours away from getting out of it but hope you all kept your heads up throughout it yep. it was obviously just a short little baby lockdown nothing nothing too hectic nothing like Melbourne had to go through, as they tell us every day on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, you have no idea what it was like. It's like, well, I have some idea. Like, I have a, I we have a small a idea. Similar lockdown. Yours was just a little bit longer. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I've seen an episode of Entourage, and someone who's seen the Entourage movie end yeah. every episode of Entourage is like, you no, have you no have no idea, idea yeah. what it's like to watch Entourage. I'm like. Granted, I don't have as much experience yeah. watching Entourage, but I do have an idea of what yeah. it's like to watch Entourage. I've correct. watched one episode. It would be correct to say our experience is not not comparable, but I absolutely have yeah. some idea of what you went through. Yeah, I no, it's fine. I have not experienced anything like Melbourne went through no. on that scale. But I have do an I idea. have an idea? <laughs> I, I have an idea. Have an You're idea. inside for a bit. Um, but yeah, and given lockdown, I just wanted to punch through three lockdown thing. You know, these sort of 
three-day snap lockdowns are becoming a little common. Uh, and, snap. And snap. Snap. Lockdown. Yeah. Yes, yeah. one of those things. And Bend and snap lockdown. It's probably one that we all expected. Yeah. Um, what is your preferred lockdown walk? What's the best area to do a little lockdown walk in? Definitely Tenerife New Farm. As yeah. in from Tenerife going into New Farm, back when I lived at yeah, Kent right. Street, I would say. Uh, probably the saddest thing, and, and there are really almost no negatives about living at Caxton Street and now Paddington, yeah. but you do lose the beauty and the ease of the afternoon walk, mainly because of the hills. And yeah. I wouldn't say it's saturated with the same level of beautiful park that New Farm famously is. That's true. I think some of the houses are more beautiful. Like I really like walking through Paddington, mm. but it's not... E- it- Quite hard to stroll through Paddington. Well, you're parched. It, it's, you're just I get hills. to the top of our hill. I feel pretty fit. And I'm I feel good like yeah. as exercise. But yeah, um, I love uh, sort of the Bank Street, Ashgrove area dog park. Like some of, some of those big parks through there. Great for a walk and you can socially distance. Um, other lockdown question. What's the best scene from the two towers? For me, it's... We watched this last week for the record. Nuts. No, not last week. It was a couple of nights ago. God, time just feels so oh, long. It's in lockdown. Yeah, it was Tuesday night. Um, I guess for me, for my money, it probably is when Aragon like slides down the ladder, like when he's on the ladder and he lands on the walkway oh, yeah, Helm's Deep, fun. and then him and when he just when he tosses Gimli, yeah, and then great. they start fighting together um, on the bridge there. Yeah, for me, it's probably when the Ents attack Isengard. Uh, yeah, and, it's, oh, no, Helm's real. Deep gets all the raps, but I do love that particular it's, sequence. It's really satisfying. Do, do you know what's weird that I used to do back yeah. when I was? I, was going, I mean, I know lots of weird shit that you used to do, but that, yeah, not all that. Not <laughs> that we can legally talk about. Yeah. <laughs> back when I was like more movie obsessed than I am now. Yeah. When and this is sort of around the ages of like nine or ten, I'd have this very arbitrary criteria for action films and adventure films that I would stick to quite rigidly in my brain and be quite disappointed when a movie didn't meet it. Example, what I would want to see in yeah. an action movie was an explosion with fire and water. Like an action sequence involving water. This is so strange. It's a very like on the water? Like does a speed boost chase count that would always cause me a lot of angst in my brain about whether a speed like if there was a for example james bonkers in a royale yeah getting towards the end of the movie i'm like fuck we've had some good explosions we've had a good car chase oh but the the fight in venice i need my water sequence and then the fight in venice okay, where the building yeah. is sinking into oh, water. i get what you mean by i'm talking like there. i'm talking like that's another good example i mean titanic all the water you want. <laughs> like that's a really good example of not a so water many action though. sequence, but not so many explosions. Uh, but you, the, you wouldn't have seen it. Last of the Mohicans haven't uh, seen it. has some great water base. How do you know I hadn't seen it? There's, there's, you haven't seen so many movies. Uh-oh. I think most movies pre two thousand you haven't seen, but I have. That's a huge claim. I think it's absolutely true. Have you seen The Fugitive? No. There you go. There's another great. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I haven't seen every movie. <laughs> There's another great water-based action movie. Have you seen Waterworld with Kevin Costner? Kevin Costner. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't actually seen. I haven't seen it. Yeah, of course, you fucking haven't. No one did. That was <laughs> the point. Notoriously bad it, it film. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. Uh, but okay, you caused yourself a lot of internal drama because and, and, you wouldn't and let yourself enjoy a movie. That roundabout didn't have way these. of saying that that's why I loved the the end yes. fight sequences because there was water everywhere. And it's a particularly good use of water. Um, my favourite scene is when they cast... Uh, I really love the Saruman scenes. 
Yeah. I'm sort of reneging on the end. No, I'll stick I, with I the I end quite like, I, I love where they say, get Saruman out of Theoden and Wormtongue gets like kicked out of Rohan. Well, I was going to say when when Saruman and Wormtongue yeah. are, are liaising and he's like sharing all the information before Helm's Deep. He's like, they've gone to, when Wormtongue is telling Saruman oh, yeah. that they've gone, they've gone to Helm's Deep and then Saruman goes out on the deck. Which is what it's called. Army. And he's like, oi, army. By the, and yeah. just Wormtongue's face. Oh, and he's okay. like, oh, there are 10,000. The orcs. line of like, but my lord, there is no such army. And yet somehow Wormtongue hasn't heard the 10,000 Urukai outside your oh, deck. Urukai, not orcs. Yeah, they were, yeah, they were pretty quiet. <laughs> that um, was great. Uh, final one. What's, what's your favourite lockdown meal to have? Broad uh, question. M- make it home or no, to no, order? No, no, this is the thing because- Sometimes lockdown is like, right, it's nice. I'm at home. I have a little bit more time to make a meal. Otherwise, you just, you know, you want to justify Uber Eats. What What do you prefer? Um, I like supporting local business. So, yeah. I, I think probably the first lockdown, like the, the proper one, I associate with lunchtime being making pizzas in the oven. Right. And very tasty chicken wraps. Yeah. I'd say would be what we do for lunch. And then... The, the Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, well, we're not spending any other money. We're not spending it on Ubers and clubs yeah. and drinks. So I can justify getting Uber Eats. So to me, it's probably like, yeah, if it's on the takeaway front, probably like a good old tie or something. Yeah. Um, and then on the lunchtime front, more homemade sort of. That's good. Stuff. Yeah, I, don't know. I, I obsessively ate Knocky Knocky Brothers during ah, the first lockdown good to the point where I just do not have a taste for it anymore. Yeah. Like I, I genuinely don't like eating Knocky at the moment because I think I have my fill. So um, I reckon I reckon I've tasted more Knockies from pre-2000 than you. I reckon yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if you know, yeah. <laughs> that's the funny thing. You, about you only had one year pre-2000. I had, I had about two months. I had two or three months. Can't tell you how fucking wounded I am. And you're not, you're not inaccurate that I you, that I haven't seen that many movies, but like I lo- like I wanted to be a director. Yeah, no, when I, I was know. young. There's no, that- no, I've, but I've always found this a great irony of because we're both big film lovers, as people would know. It's probably like one of the origins of our friendship. But I've always thought that you have a far better grip on like you know seeing every movie that's nominated for an Oscar or yeah, seeing right. the big movies of the last 10, 15 years. I, there's a, but there's I think a, you have some whopping whopping seventies, eighties, nineties gaps. Well, it's like how I had that that couple of weeks at the end of last year where I was working breakfast hours. Yeah. So from 11 a.m. I was home from work mm. and I was like, all right, I'm going to every day this week watch, watch like a movie instinct. from the 90s that has two words yeah. in the <laughs> title. So over the course of a few days, I was like, total recall. Yeah. Basic instinct. Yeah. Um, what's, the, what's that? There's another one. Um, in, it- indecent proposal. Yeah. Was one. Wasn't true lies, but that's sort of. True lies I've seen. Like, yeah. True lies I've seen. But, but. It was particularly when you were going through that era that I was like, oh, you do have some gaps here. Yeah, like you'd proudly- get home from work and I'd be like, how good is Basic <laughs> Instinct? And you, I was like, why are we not talking what? about Why is no one talking about it? And Sharon Stone, <laughs> knock out. Michael so Douglas, kind of sleazy, kind of charming. Why are these undiscovered <laughs> actors not getting bigger parts? I want to see them in a Marvel soon. <laughs> that was mine. When Sharon Stone is... Sharon Stone is a knockout. I think I think dads from that generation don't actually talk about it enough. 
Like, she is such a knockout. Yeah, she is. And talking of knockouts, yeah. the Maroons were knocked out of a certain series called The Origin. We yeah. don't want to go too far into it. It was a really tough night. Henry and I were both there. Yeah, and I was there. And I actually uh, got tickets through work, which was lovely, yeah. and um, went along with Hamish, friend of the show, cooler than Mick Jagger. And <laughs> I just wanted to briefly share this because we went down to the Paddo Tavern. Controversial. I, I was looking for red dots on my own forehead <laughs> because I was thinking, geez, we, we trashed these guys pretty hard on the pubs episode. Oh, right. <laughs> you were doing some like... What, what like, like an Indian wedding? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, knowing the Pado renovation wouldn't put it past them <laughs> yeah, to have literally. a room that is just Taj Mahal themed or something. Who knows? <laughs> They've already got that. Oh, it's Dwali here. The John uh, Lennon mural, mate. Literally, the room we were in for this nine function, yeah. had just the one. It was the one with the fucking bikes on the wall. Oh god, like three so sort of antique bicycles. Yeah, and, I, of- and oh, mate, can I tell you the reception I got when I brought up to a few like Channel Nine salespeople yeah. being like, you know, me and my friends reckon ever since the renovations, the Paddo Tavern oh, sort of looks like a domestic airport bar. And they were like, oh, and oh, then my boss was like, just say that on your podcast, mate. <laughs> I was like, no. oh no, you know too much about what I do. <laughs> it's, it's sad that for the rest of our lives, we can't really make a Brisbane observational fact no. without people being like, they've probably thought of that. I literally, I've, and they're I've, right. I've shared with like family and friends, just like a thought about a cafe. I was like, oh, just say that on the show. It's like, no, like mm. I'm still capable of generating an original thought about the city I live in. <laughs> don't you ever forget it, kid. <laughs> don't you ever forget it, kid. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah no, so you're at this nine function and in, am I in, correct in saying you met a kind of weird old dude? I wouldn't say weird, um, but he was... It was Interesting. Char- it was a character. Yeah. He was literally 80. Um, and just, uh, the only reason I mention it is because he said that he was a founding member of the Arana Hills Leagues Club, the rugby league club out there. He was the first coach there. And essentially, which we um, have done on the show, which I brought up because that was where you and your rugby league career began, was over at Arana Hills. So I thought it was worth mentioning. And then something else interesting that happened: um, he, that th- we were standing around, and there was finger food coming around, mm. and one of the waiters came over and said, "Oh, would anyone like a a bit, a bit of food?" And it was kebab, it was satay sticks, so like kebabs, but not the HSP kind, but the on a stick. So we all go, "Oh yeah, we'll take one." And then this bloke goes, "Oh yeah." And grabs the kebab by the meat. <laughs> so a kebab that is drenched in <laughs> so he, peanut well, he sticky has satay sauce. Oh no! Flowing down his arm. Oh, it's, the most, it's the most cancelable band in Australia. Satay fingers. Satay fingers. <laughs> Gold <laughs> snapper. Yeah, good guy. That is. Do- oh, he was like, da, 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 da. I got satay I got fingers. Sticky fingers. But yeah, wanted to mention that. I thought it was a strange thing to do. Um, That's great. And I don't have much more housekeeping. Shall we talk about Wilston? Let's do it. Wikipedia. So indicative of the fact that Brisbane has so many W, just a, just a highly yeah. uh, concentrated amount of W suburbs that I was like, now we're going to talk about Winston. Because yeah. like Windsor. Windsor, Wilston, Wishart. Yeah. Wellington Point. Wellington Point. <laughs> Winham. Winham. Yeah, Winham, Windsor, Wilston. You know the other one I find confusing? What? Annerley, Alderley, Aspley. Albion, Aspley. Yeah. You know what particularly confuses me about them? Mm. The fact that Annerley and Alderley are so far apart. But so similar in name. Alderley and Aspley are close. It's It would be less of a problem. Like, Wilston and Windsor being near each other, I can just sort of live with, like, okay, some overlap. <laughs> You're going to have to learn to live I can't fucking live. I can live. With Annalee and Aspley being so far apart. I agree. Shall I guess the population, Yes, mate? please. Oh, I don't imagine it's a large one. Yeah, 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 that's correct. Mm, 
4,200. That's quite, that's very close actually. It's 3,937. It, it is a seriously, even when I, I looked at the map. Is that including Steph? Yeah. yeah okay, great. Just check it. Okay, I was trying to think of, I was just trying to think of one other person I knew who lived in Winston. That's not. That's not, well, you. Yeah. I mean, you live in Grange famously. Yeah, yeah, technically. But a lot of time spent in Wilston. Okay. Yeah. No. Um, it's a very small suburb. Yeah, it is. It. I actually think, judging by population size, punches far above its weight in terms of most people have heard of Wilston. Mm. And it's not as if it has any one particularly iconic thing. I mean, there's Cold Rock, but mm. I think it's just in a buzzing little inner north side area and a lot mm. of people have gone through Wilston or, like, know people from around that area. Is it fair to say that people leave Wilston pretty quickly? I know it's quite a broad thing to say, but... Yeah. Only because just then I was trying to think of an example of someone I knew who lived in Wilston... I was like, well, there's Steph, who's in New like, Zealand, my girlfriend's best friend, and she it's in New she, Zealand. Well, now, yeah, lives, yeah, she's in New Zealand. She's she not even there at the Zealand. moment. Um, there's she's a Kiwi. A friend of mine named Kate. Friend of mine named Adrian. I can I can think yep. of a lot. And you, obviously, there are a few people who I knew who did live at Wilston, but I, I feel like they've all bloody evaporated. I'm trying to think of anyone I knew who lived. In, I know some people who lived in Wilston that like went to Bond, like went to uni elsewhere. Like, let, I, let us know if you know. Uh, now, be clear on what we're know. asking. Here. I don't want to know if you live in Wilston. I want to know if you know someone who lives in Wilston. Yeah. It's a very different question. It's it's absolutely different because, you know, this this podcast used to be recorded in Wilston, but it's a totally different beast. Um, all right. The Wikipedia, Henry, is very sparse. Great. But it does tell us that Wilston is located approximately 3.4 kilometres from the Brisbane Central Business District and is a mixture of old and new styles of architecture, from workers' cottages to modern architect-assigned homes on Wilston Hill. A couple of things to pick up here. I think it's further than 3.4 k's. That's like how far Paddington is. Yeah, that seems... I always... That seems... Because I always theorised it was it was about an hour to walk from the valley back to my place. Did and you I ever think, do it? I, th- uh, I got... Nah, I got close sometimes and I was just like, I'm bored out of my mind and sober. Yeah. I'm, I'm not very fit. You have to do what I did when I walked home from the valley to Belimba. Oh, I think it was Hawthorne. Belimba, yeah. uh, the valley to Hawthorne. Do you have AirPods? Not AirPods at the time, but yeah. I think I had my corded earphones in my sock, maybe. Which I didn't, which wasn't that necessary. But um, yeah, it's, it does have beautiful homes, though, I think. Yeah, I, I, actually, I, I actually think they've struck the balance between modern home and classic cottage quite I, I had this written in contemporary, but they've mentioned it there with the architecture. I think there is some hidden money in Wilston. Like some of those homes are extremely nice. And there's some big, big ones up on the hill. But it seems to be people... In fact, up on Wilston Hill, at the very zenith of it, there is, like, this red brick mansion. And I, oh, yeah. I tutored a kid there. And it was a very, like, unassuming family who clearly didn't want to flaunt their wealth. But I'm like, you have this absolutely enormous property in like with a stunning view of the city. That was where... You, that's the experience you always compare to Parasite, the Oscar-winning <laughs> film. You, you went there to tutor. Yeah, and, which I haven't seen. Oh, God, no spoilers. <laughs> Speaking of me not seeing movies. Then never mind. Oh, hang on a minute. You haven't seen Parasite? I haven't seen Parasite. Oh. <laughs> fucking watch The Fugitive yeah. and fucking Jumanji as much as you want, mate. But it comes to... Re- you know oh. what? Recent... F- 
foreign <laughs> Oscar winners, I'd like to say. Let's so say ju- this. So Drive You've got a problem with foreign movies you named? Oh, Harrison Ford, <laughs> edgy in The Fugitive. <laughs> Bet you love that, don't you? But I come in watching a Korean movie. <laughs> a Korean movie. And Joe Dwyer is nowhere to be seen. A ladies. independent Korean Mr. film. Mr. Speaker, Mr. Speaker, once again, we have an example where Joe Dwyer, the moment things become Korean <laughs> and subtitled, he is nowhere to be seen in this rollout. Nowhere, Mr. Speaker, to be seen in this rollout. And it's not a race. It's not a race. But it is about race. That race being Korean. He hasn't seen Parasite, Mr. Well, Speaker. Well, Order. Last of the Mohicans is about Native Americans. And the lead is Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm. He's not playing Native <laughs> he's not, But he, he knows lots of them in the movie. Oh, look, it's <laughs> he, Lincoln. He befriends them. Um, that's not- yeah, I just looked. Wilston is more like 5Ks from the city. That's... that's well, that needs to be changed. Wikipedia, you're wrong. Um, um, sporting clubs. Yeah, in the area. Big, big sporting culture in Wilston, which as a as a child who grew up with not a lot of sporting talent, sort of killed me. I'm just going to pump through these because there are yeah. a fair few. Wilston North Junior Cricket Club. Play Wilston Grange Australian Football Club. Fortitude Valley Rugby League Football Club. Where I had my 21st. St. Andrews <laughs> Ladies Hockey Club. Other clubs include Dat Racing, <laughs> which is triathlons. I think it's D-A-T Racing, but I think it's Dat more Dat Racing. Oh, no. Dat Racing. Dat boy. D. Oh, no. Uh, meme. Dat Racing. Exactly right. Oh, sh- oh, what up? Here come Dat Racing. As well. Oh, shit. What up? Here come Here Dat come Racing. Dat. I'm trying. I just couldn't remember. That, was that that frog meme? Hey, that was, oh, that just wasn't that funny. Oh, oh shit. What up? Wilston Crocs, yeah, which is the swimming club. club, but I thought of the shoe, and I just thought it was a bunch of people walking around in plastic footwear. <laughs> They're like pretty cool. Uh, this one's fun. Lococo Tennis. Yeah. Lococo Tennis. And the nearby Grange Club, which is the Bowls Club, has represented the suburb in Warm Bowls for nearly 70 years. So, Henry, to give you an idea of the potency of these sports clubs in Wilston, you know my relative lack of skill as an athlete in any number of spheres. I'll go through the clubs and tell you how many years I played for each club. Okay. And you can judge how successful the clubs are by my skill at the moment. Uh, Wilston North Junior Cricket Club. Mm-hmm. I played for five years there. Did you play five years ago? I played five years of junior club cricket. You're a handy bowler now. But yeah, I don't yeah, imagine but that not was at the, the time. Case of the time. Um, the Australian Football Club, no. Uh, Fortitude Valley Rugby League Club, two years for rugby league. Uh, so you started at Arana Hills Rugby League Club and then went to Valley. No, no, I played at... Uh, I played a lot of games at Arana Hills, but I never played for Arana Hills. Um, Wilston Crocs Swimming Club, I was at for two years. Now, this is the kicker. Lococo Tennis. I did five years of tennis with Lococo Tennis, and I'm a dreadful tennis player. Is that like one lesson a week sort of thing? Yeah. I did one lesson a week for about five years. Were you were you choosing to do these sports? No, my parents were just like... Pete was really like, no, he will be an athlete. Probably Nadine was even harder on like... Well, as you revealed this week to me, and I knew it before, but you were telling me that Nadine, oh, yeah. Nadine's <laughs> seemingly her driving passion in life yeah. is the Olympic Games, which, she, I, found, which I found very sweet. She is I, obsessed with the Olympics. And so like she, she would have been pretty part. gutted when it wasn't to go ahead last year. Oh, absolutely destroyed. And equally probably, is probably ex- ruined her year. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> Not COVID. Year. It was probably that. So I, I was having this conversation with my mum because I've all, she's always viewed an Olympic gold medal or even a bronze with just this air of reverence. Like the way she says, oh, you know, so-and-so, their cousin is an Olympian. Mm. And so the other day I asked her point blank. I was like, oh, mum, is there any achievement I could ever have that is better than an Olympic gold medal in her eyes? And she was like, no. 
And I was like, what if I became prime minister? And she was like, no, I'd still be more proud of you if you got a gold medal. <laughs> she thinks the <laughs> amount of work and dedication you have to do to get a gold medal is greater than any other pursuit. We've I was got, like, what I if mean, I won an NRL grand final? She was like, no, a gold medal's still more impressive. <laughs> How about like you <laughs> cure cancer? Like you pivot I still into think it'll be a gold medal. I mean, it does mean we can start the campaign for the podcast. I'll have my Scooby Doo at Tangaluma thing, <laughs> and then Joe's subplot is win a gold medal, and we'll see which one happens de- first. Definitely not in tennis, which I had five years of lessons. Well, Lacoco didn't get you going no, enough, no, mate. No, Lacoco, were, you didn't Lacoco pop off were, the field with those were. backhands, brother. No, but I had plenty of Lacoco pops, man. Oh, it's just man. like a chocolate just like a chocolate, just like a chocolate milkshake. Only tennis. That's, <laughs> that's their <laughs> shit. Like, Lacoco tennis, just like a chocolate milkshake. <laughs> only tennis is this like? <laughs> I mean, I'd go there for twelve years. That's right, a great. I'd, I'd fucking say that bloody curious. I'd love that oh, over there. I'd be curious um, about it. Now, um, I will say though, um, yes, it's, it would be good if we can buy 2032 Brisbane Olympics, get podcasting into the Olympic Games mm. so that Joe can win a gold medal and uh, something. Yeah, I think his, my best bet is love. to change what is included in the Olympics, not become good at something that's already there. I mean, if you, if there had to be one. I just can't think of one that would be easy to pick up. I know it used to be a thing like, like European handball. Like, like badminton. Ah, that's, that's so incredible. It's so fast. Like, I want to say genuinely break dancing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I just feel like I could see you picking up some. I break feel like dancing. the technicals. To be honest, it would probably be like an archery or a shooting or something. Like It'd a, be something you haven't tried yet. Something I haven't It'd tried. Be like, oh wow, I'm a freak at javelin. And something where like it's not so much about like having the body for it, but just literally spending the time to like do archery. And admittedly, I do have other things on. Um, just. Just drop it. Oh, sorry, sorry, I can't come to work for the next few weeks. I'm trying to see if I'm good at archery. Just spending a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm just gonna. I think you could you could chance the fifteen hundred. Yeah, I think you, I, you'd be on the track. On the track. On the track. Yeah, I think you're a you're a much faster runner than most would assume. So I reckon those who follow Henry on Strava. Yeah, please, please do. I've been getting some kudos. Do you think Strava. like a like a five thousand, like a five k runner? Based on that race in Bali, mate, hundred meters. No, nah, they need a twenty. You know what I'd love to see as an Olympic event? Twenty meter dash. <laughs> <laughs> Just and, and and the only and the only proviso is no training allowed. It's, it's a lottery. It's a fun event. It's a lottery. You still get a gold medal if you win. But it's basically, it's, just, it's like the draft. It's yeah, like yeah. you've been chosen for your country to be in the 20 meter dash and the lanes don't have to be strictly adhered to. Like you can push. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a true dirty dash. It's just a dirty dash. Okay, it's, the 20 meter dirty dash yeah, would be the best. Let's run Olympic. our own. All right, the Olympics is the 20 meter dirty dash. Let's get that going. Great. All right, Wilston. In recent years, the area has been transformed by the revamping of Kedronbrook Road, an early precursor to the city council's urban renewal process that was to roll out across much of inner city Brisbane. Right. This has seen a vibrant hub of alfresco dining evolve. Now, if you've lived in Wilston or spent time there, you will hear the term alfresco <laughs> anywhere else. What is it again? Uh, it's just outdoor dining. Yeah, okay. But this little strip in Wilston on Kedronbrook Road would have you believe that it's the only spot in Brisbane like, where um, there is alfresco dining. Like Eddie's van. Yeah. <laughs> a great dining. example of alfresco dining. That's alfresco dining. Um, you know, bin diving for food yeah. in general. It's alfresco. That's, that's alfresco. alfresco. That's but like alfresco. Oxford Street is alfresco. Like yes. Latrobe Terrace is alfresco. Most of Italy. Most, yeah. Um, I would say I would say that to say what the point is of that city council yeah. renewal process, it is a vibrant hub. Yeah, they've really I, known I would, in fairness, call Wilston vibrant. Yeah, I have only really appreciated it since moving out 
But now driving back there a bit, I'm like, oh, fuck. This is like a bit of a vibe around here. You can drive through it on a Tuesday night and it seems like it's kind of pumping. Oh, it seems like it's more pumping than like Paddington. You know what? It probably is that alfresco thing. Like if every yeah, restaurant in, in the summer, city, if great. every restaurant in the city was to be outside, you'd be like, holy oh, shit, the this vibe is a in the city. That's true as well. Just like a selection bias of like you can see way more of the people in Wilston because they're outside. I don't think if we even, I mean, I guess alfresco is like River Bar. Even there then, isn't man. much city dining that's alfresco. The pig, and, the very, pig and whistle on yeah. King George Square there is a bit alfresco. I mean, I had to say, it's very Melbourne to have like all your tables out in the laneway type thing. Yeah. Ben's Burgers? No, nah, because even just, there, it's got a big... Just an alleyway. Yeah, not the same. I do, I do. I mean, is, would you call Howard Smith Wolves alfresco? Yeah. Not, yeah? Oh, bits of it. That's a beer garden, really. It's not really alfresco. It's dining. not the same as just having a big square. You're right. It, Melbourne, hate to give them props. Yeah. It, they do do it very right well. Melbourne. Um, the only other main takeaway from the Wilston Wikipedia page, Henry. Mm. Oh, actually, just um, they note that the alfresco dining has led to a significant increase in the cost of housing. Oh, right. You know, a bit of a kick in the nuts as a millennial, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah love, love to buy a house one day. Oh, shit, alfresco dining. So if you're in the, your deposit. If you're in the property market at the moment trying to sell and you'd love to get a couple mil on the house, just uh, drag a few seats outside and a candle. Just and put together that. a couple of tables. Yeah, just say, oh, order some palmies. Just go down like two houses down from the one you're trying to sell and just put some <laughs> cam chairs out and a, and a gas heater and you've basically got yourself some alfresco. A couple, couple of blankets to oh. drape over the legs. Oh, oh what's, what's, that, um, what's that half-finished quiche on the ground there on a run? <laughs> oh, that's just a bit of alfresco dining. 500k on the house. You get at, you get some ibises to just like chill yeah. outside, eat some rubbish. You know? They're very that's, good at alfresco. That's dining. alfresco dining. They I buy, thrive. Those I buy. The I buy. Um, Major then, General William Cahill. Tell me about this guy. Yeah, he's a he, he was a commissioner of police in Queensland, yep. and he lived at Wilston House for a period. I, d- I don't know what Wilston House is. No, I mean no. I don't know which house it is. Is it on Wilston Hill? Which I also I, don't know. maybe Wilston House is the real bougie house. I'm that's not the one you used to choose. That's not maybe your I tutored the commi- that that'd be very commissioner police parasite thing. During his residence, he further developed the grounds, which became known as a sanctuary for birds and native fauna. There you go. That's a bit nice. Doesn't fully change my perspective on, on the police. much of the organisation of the oh, police force. I know where it is. It's a beautiful house. It, it is on Wilston Hill. It's it's a classic example of like hidden, tucked away suburban, but it's like a fucking mansion. Like it's yeah. really beautiful. Yeah, I gotta say, I don't quite forgive the police for this one, but it is kind of funny that a police commissioner should then go on to just be like, I just want to care for the flora and fauna. I'm I'm not too worried about mm. crime and shit. That's you know what? And if you take one message away from this Wikipedia wig out, folks, it's that. Le Coco Tennis is just like <laughs> a chocolate milkshake. Only crunch. Only tennis. Only tennis. It's only tennis. Um, let's talk about Wilston now. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. I mean, he sort of is a little surprised, anyone listening, that the main beast of contemporary Wilston is this alfresco dining precinct, this mm-hmm. Kedronbrook Road precinct. Now, let's take a shot at the big boys early. Cold Rock. Yeah. We've sort of unpacked the mix-ins. Yep. But it should be noted that I think Cold Rock Wilston is one of the more iconic dessert locations in Brisbane. Yeah, it's like just in its entirety. Cold Rock is iconic, and I was—it's not iconic for price. It's a fucking rip-off, Cold Rock. Yeah, what was a mix in like ninety cents? Yeah, but like it, the core, there was clearly such an inflated price for the basic ice cream. Like it was like six dollars for a small cone plus a mix in. I see my memory. Or it is now. 
my memory of it was maybe that the ice cream itself was fairly regulation price, but you weren't going there just for the ice cream. Like that's no true. one was going to Cop Rock and being like, one scoop of vanilla, please. It was all about the mixing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that was their lunacy. that was their point of difference. If you wanted kind of chunkier, more delicious ice cream, you'd probably go to Baskin Robbins. Yeah, if you just wanted the pure ice cream, that's where you'd be. Mm. Absolutely. But you know what, the other day as well, do, what do you call it? Baskin Robbins. It's Baskin's Robbins, isn't it? See, I'd I usually say plural. George and I had this debate. I always thought it was Baskin, letter N, like da, like apostrophe, apostrophe N, Robbins. Like Baskin N Robbins. Oh, that's insane. Because I'd hear the N of the Baskin and think like, because I know it's two guys. That's absolutely it's insane. someone Baskin and someone Robbins. Baskin and Robbins. And I thought it was Baskin and Robbins. Oh, that's I always that's, thought the N insane. enunciation was like an N, like an end. That's absolutely insane. That's what Georgia said. And I said, no, it's right. Because I had this clear memory of the logo having do you a little think it was the, in it. Do you think it was a bit of the Mandela effect? Yes, that's exactly yeah. what Georgia said. She said, this is the Mandela effect. What connection. else did she say? <laughs> just, all this, just all this shit about Mandela. <laughs> take, take me. <laughs> <laughs> she just, she that's, wait, that's exactly what she said. She, yeah, your girlfriend. <laughs> Jed, Jedja. You know, maybe it's a Mandela effect thinking. Of yeah, it's the Mandela thinking that I have one. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, having just looked up Cole Rock, by the way, on... Um, Uber Eats. Oh, yeah. It's Cold Rock Wilston is very good value if you get a large three scoops with three mix-ins, I think. Mm. Um is only nine dollars fifty. Oh what? Oh no. That can't be correct. No, no. Three scoops is nine dollars fifty plus each mix-in's a dollar ten. Now see that's is insane. That a do- is that a dollar ten? Dollar ten now. That has so, to like, be on to, that has to be Uber if you Eats go inflation. To, like, or something like if I went to any ice cream place and three scoops was nine dollars fifty, that's taking the piss. Yeah, that's having to go. I mean, we we actually got I don't know if we got in trouble with this. I'm scrolling back through our Instagram now because we put a tweet up and the basic uh premise of that tweet yeah. was that something I believe to be true is that a lot of people Mainly grammar girls in high school, in my yeah. opinion. And again, just to stereotype there, but that's what I heard. Um, they would work at Cold Rock and a lot of their friends, both of female and male schools, would come. They would The, the, the girl would be the only person working there and they'd say, hey, can we get a take-home pack of ice cream? And they would just send it to them. I give it to them rather. I was going to say that there was there was almost this whole black market racket being run out of Cold Rock Wilston, where mm. if you knew the right people, and it was only other youth that they employed, mm. yeah, it wasn't too hard to wrangle some free ice cream. I'm not going to name Wilston. the people who have been having this discussion on our Instagram currently, just because I know that the girl didn't work at the Wilston Cold Rock; it was a different one, and um, yeah, I'm not going to name it in case she gets in trouble, even though it is playing out publicly on Instagram right now. Um, but she would have her friends come into the who role. Would, who would she get in trouble by? I mean, just imagine if like... She doesn't still work at Cold Rock. What right? if like the police are listening? <laughs> what if the police commissioner is and listening? And it's a slow day, yeah. <laughs> what if Deputy Commissioner Steve Golcheski is listening yeah. and the board of Dodgers have been sort of brought under control and he's like, let's go get this Cold Rock. Let's go get... Um, the tweet I've had, But uh, they were saying that she would make them pretend to hand over money for the CCTV cameras. See, and I then think they'd that's, hand over that's the suspicious. Yeah. If you're doing that, you know you're doing something wrong. I've I mean, got, I think everyone knows they're doing something wrong when they're giving out free ice cream to their friends. I'd get, sometimes so, there's no one working be like, oh, I'm sorry, manager, I thought that was allowed. No, but sometimes if you come in at the end of the day, you could definitely justify it. Oh, okay, yeah, ice yeah, out, yeah. I, think. Like, I don't know, do they throw, I don't think they throw the ice cream out at the end of the day. <laughs> Absolutely throw the ice cream out. <laughs> so the tweet we did, Someone's the tweet we did a while. Someone's the back and the tweet, had ice cream thrown at them. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky boy. The, the 
tweet we did a while ago yeah. was yeah. Cold Rock Wilson yeah, just on. couldn't have made a profit once. Name it. Name a time a year 10 grammar girl didn't give you a free take-home pack because she knew the security camera's blind spot. That's our tweet. Um, and I think we tagged Cold Rock Wilston and Cold Rock Official. And um, Wilson uh, tagged his friend Isabel in this, in on the Instagram. And did Isabel get in some strife from Cold Rock? Isabel said, there are zero blind spots, Wilson. <laughs> Cold Rock Wilson's Instagram account replies ah, and says, "Yeah, very not true." Cold Rock Wilson, a very confusing. No, yeah, so sorry. There's two people that say Cold Wilson, our friend, does not own a Cold Rock. No, but Wilson, the suburb, does. Um, Cold Rock Wilson says, "Yes, very true. There are zero blind spots." Cold Rock Wilson has 221 followers. It's not that many. I'd want it to be way more. They clearly don't market themselves. Two days ago, they posted, still smashing, takeaway, pickup, <laughs> and delivery. About That's the thing. I remember- Let's get fucked up. I'm pretty sure Cold Rock's slogan was like, get smashed. Or yeah, like, or, or smash it. it or something. I think it's or smash it. Smash it. Hang on, I'm looking here. But you mix it in. I don't oh, think- Oh no, can I tell you what their slogan is? What? Choose it, mix it, oh, yeah. smash it, yeah. love it. It's fucking four things, guys. Heard of a triplet? Yeah, use three. You do it. You do. You <laughs> know no, English? It's no. It's just like a chocolate milkshake. It's no. Only tennis. It's no. It's just like a chocolate milkshake only tennis. Yeah. Cold Rock Ice Creamery. Choose it, mix it, smash it, love it. Gee, will that, That's too much. Yeah, that's too much, and that's too much. It and I. Will, yeah, I think I, I did want to say this as well. Um, yeah. Friend of the show, Snicks, sent in a message. Um, and people have seen this before floating Sam around Nichols. on the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a, a great message to be sent in. I have seen it, and it's annoying that we haven't shoehorned it into an episode yet because it is very funny. So this is young, not, again, this is not Cold Rock Wilston. This but is it is Cold, Cold Rock. It's, Cold. it's about a young man by the name of Jet so they, who it, had a bit of a triumph. Yeah. So it's a status by Cold Rock early bitch. And they say, this is on the 22nd of May. Our mixing challenge has been accepted. Young Jet... 10 years old, has just obliterated the winning champion who had 28 mix-ins. Jet had a whopping 50 mix-ins. <laughs> this makes Jet our new mix-in champion and making this challenge very hard to beat. Jet will also receive our Cold Rock. Congratulations, you smashed it award. Again with the smash. Yeah, I really love the idea love that we're smashing. You're mixing thing. it, you're not smashing it. Well done, Jet. You rock, buddy. And then they say... Any negative comments will not be tolerated <laughs> and will be deleted. Please be kind. So they are preempting that. Jet, congratulations from Henry and I here. Uh, do you mind letting the audience know what Jet is wearing on his shirt? Jet is a young boy of 10, as was mentioned. And his shirt says, his shirt says Big Dick is back in town. <laughs> This boy is 10. <laughs> he is strided into Cold Rock, <laughs> ready boy. to win. Just another thing to this pick boy, This boy is 10 years old. Another thing to pick up. He could have won. How, how many mix-ins did the previous I'm, record I'm zooming in at 28. So Jet could have won with 29 mix-ins. But he goes, nah, nah, nah. Big Dick is ready Big to play. Dick, Big Dick's back in town. Back and in town. Big Dick does not want anyone to come it, close to this. He beats the record and as they by point another out, they 22 say, mixes. They say, this challenge is very hard to beat. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. A few, how, do, how do you get... What do you think the system is here? Like, one scoop of ice cream, because I'm looking at a photo of it. It basically looks like they've just done like what you would consider a Vegemite smear level of ice cream on the yeah. board. And then they've just piled it with like, there's just like a whole Kit Kat, Skittles, 
gummy bears, worms. Oh, I get the impression. There's a bit of, there's a bit of just... pulled pork. There <laughs> seems to be. That's a toenail. Someone's a bit of chipotle mayo I think, tying it all I think, together. I think that's War and Peace as an audio book. Okay. Looks like someone, I don't know how they've done there's that. A, there's a peace lily in there that mm. Jed has to water and nurture to life. Yeah. Um, I, I get the feeling... It would be ice cream in token only. And basically Jet's role is to just eat a shit ton of lollies. <laughs> eat heaps of lollies. Um, Good on him. Is, I, there is nothing better. Any negative comments will not be tolerated, will be deleted. Please be kind. It's, it's the equivalent of a principal being like, please no, welcome to the stage, your peer, James. And if anyone boos him or yells out turkey brain... <laughs> You're going to be in a lot of trouble. We're not going to accept it if you all start throwing your lunch at him now, right guys, now, okay? our German exchange student, Hans Wankfest. I don't want to hear anyone no laughing. laughing or making snickering comments. The year one's being like, why I've would been, we laugh? I've been told it's pronounced Wankfest. So. And I'll admit it, as the school, we might have missed it by asking him to come on stage and do a little clop dance. <laughs> We asked we asked Hans Wankfest to come up here and do a little little clop dance um, to celebrate Oktoberfest. We thought that'd be fun, and now you guys, what we don't want to see is relentless bullying Absolutely. because it's funny. Now speaking of funny, speaking of funny, let's talk about what else is in this little pocket of Wilston. Uh, you got a Fritzenburger. You do have a Fritzenburger, which is super random. It's yeah. a weird, weird spot. To paint the picture. This is the second Fritzenberger. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That goes to the crux of the issue. Fritzenberger, massively successful, home of our first ever live show. Yep. We have a connection Great comedy with, there. We have a connection with the Good Chat Comedy Club and Fritzenberger for hosting it. They do an okay burger and it's always a <laughs> good, good spot. It's good burger. It's pretty wet. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. By the by. We, we don't worry about it. Bring a towel. But <laughs> they are very successful regardless of what you think and they then went and opened a second location, which made me nervous. I didn't want Fritzenberger to become grilled. It, it. I wanted it it's to a still place have that a bit so of. It doesn't yeah. seem like a chain. It seems so Caxton Street related. Now, by opening a second spot and that spot becoming enormously successful, it's probably proved to me that. So it is successful. Ah, uh, hugely so. Okay. It's always packed. It's I just remember the first time I saw it, I was like, "That's where they're putting the second yeah. Fritzenberger in this urban planning fact, vibrant hub." A couple of the very first unpacking Brisbane episodes, Henry and I would go to Fritzenberger Wilston thinking I will plan out the show while we're here. I mean, you just sort of get wrapped up in having a burger and a beer and some fries, but Mm. it's a good vibe there. So it's been around since at least we were doing this show. So at least 2019. Yeah, true. I really like it, but it it is just a little out of place having a chain that is so associated with the inner city in the outer suburbs. To be honest, if it was a fucking five boroughs, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Oh, 100%. That if makes, it was a grill. way more sense. Or a grilled or a burger. No, not da burger. Not, um, like a get a burger or something. If it was a burger urge, wouldn't be surprised. No. Get a burger would surprise me because that's that's a trashier, mm. like a enjoy your fucking half kilo of pulled pork and yeah, jizz cheese. That's jack food. Yeah, um, that's jack food. That's big jack food. It's, it's the most disgusting thing. But you mate, Fritzenberger, as you mentioned, has been around for about two years. And according to this note here, you think that's a little bit of an achievement. Yes. Uh, that little Kedronbrook strip, there are a couple of premises where I think it is impossible for any restaurant to survive for longer than 12 months. There, The turnover in there is fucking insane. Now, if you can lock in and find a business that works, and I'm talking Cold Rock, I'm talking Alcove, I'm talking Tomato Brothers, some of the hits, great, you'll be there for life. But this is a place where Cafe 63 bombed out. 
whole bunch of different that, pizza places. That's surprising. That it, yeah. Do you reckon that bombed out because, as we're going to talk about soon, there are nicer cafes around it, yes. such as um, yeah. or Alcove, which is considered to be one of, if not the nicest, yeah. breakfast spots. Particularly in terms of food, mm. one of the best you can get. Yeah. I mean, I loved Cafe 63 Wilston. I used to go there a lot. Um, you'd, you'd love a little green and gold burger, wouldn't you? Yeah, little. Well, when they did the KK burger for three bucks, and you what? had like a coffee for <laughs> fuck, my fucking be careful, brother. What was it? And you could have a coffee for like you know three fifty. I'd go down there in year eleven and twelve for six bucks fifty, and you know I'd leave with a full stomach and a smile on my face. Um, mm. But enough about the staff. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's just this weird little black hole where I just—it's not a dining area that can support eight or nine different options. It can really support four or five. Like, yeah. yes, it's a vibrant hub, but this is a suburb with three and a half thousand people and the city's not that far away. Mm. Like, you know, there's a natural limit to what they're doing. A place that has lasted though. Yeah. Surprisingly, against all the odds and I don't know if it should have lasted this yeah. long. What are your Certainly thoughts on- not, not for reasons of quality. What are your thoughts on a certain brother's tomato? Uh, there's certain bros. Mm. Uh, the tomato brother's- uh, and that's uh, and as we know them, Rick and Jamel Tomato. <laughs> they are lovely guys. Great set of guys. They're they're Polynesian actually. The, now uh, Jamel the is lovely. Thing. Rick's a prickly customer, but he's he's got the edge that they've needed to succeed he, in the competitive world. Can I tell market. you what he's got? Is business acumen. Yeah, yeah. He's what that's what Rick yeah. Tomato. Jamel has. is Mr. Personality. Oh, Shake hands, kiss babies. Joe. He's a charmer. He's a charmer. But Joe. If, if you need someone to burn down a rival pizza establishment. Yeah. Now, that actually has happened with Tomato Brothers. There's a place called Violetta that is right across the road from it. Now, Violetta does roaring trade, but Violetta's a little too nice. Tomato Brothers has figured out exactly the niche for when you don't want one of these modern Italian pizzas with like two ingredients, but you don't want Domino's. Yeah. They've found this tiny little crack in the market that I'd say Eagle Boys actually used to occupy of like ever so slightly better than Domino's. I don't know about that. Did it, did it have that? Maybe it didn't knock about. The, I think I feel the like pizza- Eagle Boys was pretty on par with Pizza Hut. And I, I feel like maybe Crust. No, Crust is better than. Do you want know my thoughts on this? Tomato Brothers don't they have like the thinnest pizza in the world? Yeah, it's pretty thin. Like you could eat a whole one um, and be not full. The Tomato like Brothers. I, I have memories of just like they live up to their name of Tomato Brothers, Rick and Jamil. Yeah. Because like you take one bite, it all comes off. It was the like sauciest. Yeah. yeah. But like pasta sauce, not like a yummy. Yeah. Pizza sauce it's, on the on the base. It's an unbelievably good restaurant to take kids. Yeah, is just my lasting memory of. Sort it. of a faster pasta vibe. Yeah, but but yeah, I don't know. I haven't got a hell of a lot to say about it. Well, I um, Ch- Chaz Mitchell works there. Well, we yeah. Well, we had a um, we had a year twelve. We had a year twelve like captain's dinner there. And by captains, oh, I mean why, like why all 40 people who got to be, like there was like the school captains, the house oh, captains, the spirit okay. leaders, the ministers, like it was a mega one. And the teachers were there too. I think it was like an end of year thing because I'd just, I'd had my license. And so I picked right. up um, my friend Alex and I was like, let's drive to Tomato Brothers. So we're driving across town and we're going down Gregory Terrace. We hadn't come from school. I think just by coincidence, we were going down yeah. that way. Perfectly and normal way. I, um, so that I pull to the side because there's an ambulance coming. Ambulance goes past with sirens. And I've had my license for two weeks. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's the first time that's happened to me. It's kind of exciting. Knew what to do. Pull back out. Now, we're picking up speed in mum's Volvo, the XC90. And Alex goes, Jeez, mate, you're not trying to catch the ambulance, are you? And I laugh and go, no, of course not. And we're still picking up speed. 60, 70, 80. We're in about 90. And I go, what the fuck's going on? I'm not pressing the accelerator that hard. Lift my foot. 
and we're still going. The accelerator is wedged. And I'm like, holy fuck, we're gaining on this ambulance. We're like going now, reaching triple figures. We're looking at 100 Superman escape levels. What do you and mean? I'm, it's wedged. My thong had come off my foot. Oh, you're kidding. Wrapped itself around the accelerator in such a way that essentially the thong without my foot in it had like clamped down. I just still don't know how it happened. I had this last this classic, now like, classic experience of this driving. This is now like thongs. eight years ago, yeah. like eight or nine years ago. It's why I still don't drive with thongs for all those years later because- That makes sense. I was having a conversation it, it, like, with someone. Got it down. I, mate, I was about to re-rend an ambulance. Oh, wow. Thank, thank, I mean, an thank, essential work. Thank fuck it was an ambulance in front of you and not another car. Well, at least right. if I hit it, I, they could have just pulled over and- Well, but also you know, like an ambulance out. is likely to be driving much better. Like, you oh, were, yeah, oh, you yeah, were yeah, gaining yeah. on this ambulance. If, if it was, was a, a fucking sedan in front yeah, of you, you if there was a bloody- Honda Jazz in front of me. Yeah. I probably would have wiped the thing off do, the face do, of the planet. Do, 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 do. Uh, that's that's really scary. That makes sense because you are pretty hardline about not driving in thongs or Birkenstocks. It's because of this terrible experience, and, and that's why I still associate Tomato uh, Brother. Like, oh, and that was the other thing I completely forgot. I crashed the car. Oh, what? Not as that part of the story. Later, I drove past. Unrelatedly, a, unrelatedly, <laughs> shaken from that, drove past Tomato Brothers, missed it. Pulled into a driveway to turn around and just scraped the whole front of the car. <laughs> it's my first driving accident. That sucks. Went home to mum and dad and I was like, oh, fuck, sorry, I've screwed the Volvo. Yeah. So to me, Tomato Brothers is a place of trauma. But, mate, I did want to read a couple of the, um, some submissions we had in, actually. Yeah. Um, that was sent. Uh, this is actually from someone who does work at uh, Tomato Brothers. And I didn't want to um, I didn't want to mention their name because I'm not sure if, they, if we had their permission. But... Um, I, I messaged this person and said, yeah, because I, I was aware of the fact that they worked at uh, yeah. Tomato Brothers. Now, despite that, I said, oi, got any quick stories of working at Eagle Boys? <laughs> and this person goes, what do you mean Eagle Boys? I said, I meant Tomato Brothers. I said, oh, yeah. So here's some stories from yeah. Tomato Brothers Wilston. Once this lady rang up and I thought she was cr- she thought she was laughing, but really she was hysterically crying. Oh, no. She said that her partner and their son would soon come into the restaurant and order a vegan pizza with like a yogurt topping. And that I had to, this is verbatim, tell them to turn around or he would never take her son and never come back. She refused to give me her mobile number. And while I was in the kitchen explaining this bizarre conversation to the manager, a father and son came in, ordered a vegan pizza with yogurt dressing, got it and left. So who knows what happened? (laughs) So I think our friend here was talking to the manager about this. Explaining it to the manager. A vegan pizza with yogurt dressing. Imagine being like, I'm going to kidnap my son. But first, first, I better get a vegan pizza pizza with a yogurt topping. Man, that's nuts. Another story is that someone rang up once and said a pizza from two days ago had chipped their tooth and they wanted us to cover the dental bill, but then they never followed up. Yeah, that's, that's poor. That's poor attempt <laughs> so to intimidate. In my mind, that's- It's a two-day-old pizza, right? That's a two-day-old that's pizza. Like They've been solid. straight into the crust. Yeah. That's not that. I mean, mate, that's, that's your fault. Chipping your tooth on it. Chip your fucking tooth. <laughs> How bad are your teeth? Unless it was on the tomato, mate. Don't tell right. Rick about that. As brothers. They'll be breaking They'll fucking caps. break more than just a tooth, mate. Um- Alcove, very iconic cafe. Very good. Right food. across from Tomato Brothers. George's favourite breakfast spot. Right. Though I don't think we've ever been there together. She just messaged me that like moments before we started. Oh, right. Recording. I was going to say, I was like, mate, is she mm. on your mind? I mean, I virtue, uh, by virtue of <laughs> Steph living nearby. She's always okay. on my mind. What are you talking about? Yeah, just, what um, a, what a, and then George said this. <laughs> well, I guess our, our blossoming romance had a, an evening in this. It did have an evening. Nothing happened, actually. but it was when we were no, still no, in the, like we were still friends and I was, 
madly, Allegedly. madly into her. And then Joe and I went over to her and well, to Steph's house. Yeah. And then she was there too. And we, nothing happened. We just sat around talking all night. About but, tomato brothers and but shit. I could, but I could, I could feel yeah. a, a certain chemistry building. Uh, yeah. Alcove is. No, yeah, let's I'd talk say. about my thing a bit longer. Yeah. You see, yeah. <laughs> Alcove's good. Yeah, it's, it's, they're a bit too happy to be working. Yeah, it's a bit yeah. Cool. Can I can I say this? I want my service staff to not be as pleased about their work. The one main waiter who wears, I think he wears like quite short shorts and always has like quite a yeah. nice fitting button up short sleeve yeah. shirt. It's like and one of the most charming men. He's lovely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, always chat to you and talk to you. I think there's a few other waiters who are trying to maybe see themselves as yeah. the heir to the throne of he's, the friendly he's so main waiter. And that works. But yeah, some of it, I'm just like, you're just trying to chat to me because you think that's what the done thing is here. And it's like, no, no, no. I want him to be the lead and everyone yeah. else to be the chorus. Absolutely. You need to basically just build some structures as a team that supports this key playmaker. Yeah. And I think there's some people who are screaming for the ball and say, no, no, I'm going to ask this person about how their morning walk with their mm. dash and went. Yeah, I agree. I'd that's lo- the problem. I would love to get Craig Bellamy in to run yeah. that. You know what? Reality TV show, NRL coaches for one season each, each of them has to run a kitchen. That'd be great. I mean- Holy fuck! I'm. Getting, I think Wayne. Smile about that. I think okay, Wayne so Bennett Wayne would run Bennett. the best kitchen by a mile. Okay, so it's Wayne Bennett, Craig Bellamy, yeah. Mal Meninga, Kevy Walters. Let's go, Freddie. Yeah, Kevy Walters, like Ricky Stewart. Yeah. I like to see in there. That'd be a good one. Good um, angry coach. Um, I think the coaches like Craig Bellamy, who Paul Green, about be a real technical understanding of rugby league, would be found out a bit. I think Wayne would kill it. Yeah, he'd just motivate. You need, you need, Col- you need, yeah. you need, you need, need Mal Man- would do great as well. Yeah, I'm trying to. Th- I think Be- Bellamy, Bellamy would be like watching videos of every other kitchen yeah. for the whole week. He's like pride in the jersey shit at like yeah, Cafe yeah. Crave and stuff. Guys, you have to have pride in this croissant. <laughs> It's, it's not, this croissants, they're not going to lift themselves. When the croissants lifts, you need to lift. Come on, guys. Table eight, service. <laughs> it's clean, Benedict. You've got to have belief. I mean, clean service out of tummy half. You want clean service out of the kitchen, mate. So that is, that is. So um, now, turning away from this dining precinct, not a hell of a lot more to Wilston, but the Wilston fate is held at Wilston State School. And we, we got a message that does reflect some of the experiences that I've had, which is it can get kind of out of hand. It's a pretty massive deal. It's basically like a full circus slash mini ecker. Mm. There was a book fest there that happened once every couple of years at the Wilston fate that I reckon had more books than the Lifeline book fair, like took up three floors of the school. Yeah, um, um, but this specific message referenced a specific animal that uh, I have my doubts about. Yeah, Greta's messaged in and said the Wilston State School fate dead ass had a circus with elephants and illegal shit. Okay. Now that's an, I mean, there would alleged, allegedly, this is what happened. We're not, we're not um, throwing an accusation out there willy nilly I mean, that Wilston State School had elephants on the grounds. And fans of the show will remember this is a school where the principal skydived onto the oval. So I'm not putting like, it past them to have had no, elephants there. I, I never saw an elephant, but it was definitely way... It was far bigger than any permits would allow. Like, I mean, regardless of if there were elephants, there were a few bloody dumbos there. Yeah, it was plenty of illegal shit, mate. Just like, like the carnies snorting coke. It's great. Um, what was that movie with Robert Patterson? Water for Elephants. Yeah, yeah. Reese, Reese Witherspoon as well. It's Bubblers for Elephants at oh, Wilson State School. There you go. Um, I've just opened the messages again because um, I'm now looking at... 
John wrote in and said he went to Wilston State School. Recently realised Wilston State School is not in Wilston, but rather in Grange. Yep. Well, we covered that on Hotly the covered on the Grange episode. He said there's big local protests at the moment about the proposed yeah. redevelopments of the park along Inogra Creek. Plenty of signs saying park not parks, not car parks. Fuck um, yeah. Probably do better than that. It's not a particularly catchy slogan, is it? Parks, not car parks. And once again, I say this, it's not if it was... It, it's, it's just like a chocolate milkshake, only, only tennis. tennis. And just to reiterate, Hen, with the education in the area, you do have St. Columbus School, which we used to refer to as St. Columbums. Very funny. And has been hotly covered on this show. That is that is fantastic. You've you've got a final uh, sucker punch in relation to Wilston, don't you, mate? Mate, I do. Good. I was looking around because I didn't do much research for this episode and I came across Homely, which is a website we sometimes look at in our research, which reviews suburbs yep. as places to live. I would had some interesting reviews of Maruka. Yes. So this, this might take a little while, but... I just want to read some, I suppose, not contradictory, but some some two poles of what they think uh, Wilston is like. So, Wilstonite is the name of this account and okay. rates so, Wilston five stars, as you would expect. As you'd assume for someone called a Wilstonite. And this, this is quite a beautiful, I'm just going to pump through this, but I think it's quite a really sweet, wholesome look at the suburb and it goes into quite a lot of personal detail. So... Wilston is located within sight of the inner city. It has several hills which allow the majority of the area to have elevated streets that seem to always catch the summer breezes. The railway line runs conveniently by the suburb, as well as having several bus routes heading into the city. My teenagers are very independent, catching the train to and from their inner city school as well as to socialise. The local state school is well respected and resourced, with many parents willing to pay a premium to live here so their children can attend the school. The previous Premier of Queensland's children all went to school here. Um, Peter Beatty. Peter Beatty, yeah. Yep. He, was, he was a big Wilston legend. You used to see him all the time. Great. Although we are so close to the city, I still hand-feed magpies and kookaburras on our deck. Oh. I live in a particularly quiet street, as is most of Wilston. The topography prevents the area from rat-running car traffic and was the reason we moved from an adjoining suburb to the peace and quiet we now enjoy. The new supermarket complex is just two minutes' drive away on Newmarket Road in one direction, and the home zone shops about the same in the other direction. Oh yeah. Wilston Village is a great place for a catch-up with friends due to its variety of award-winning restaurants and cafes. Cold Rock, she clearly means. Absolutely. My husband loves the upmarket gift shop there also so that he doesn't have to go far for a Mother's Day and birthday gifts. Oh, that's that's quite cheeky. We often walk down to the cafes for celebratory breakfasts. Yeah, I guess. Just celebrating that so it's... that's one of the classic reasons to go out to breakfast. Just celebrating that it's the morning. Yeah, you're dead right, actually. Yeah. Like Mother's Day. Father, uh, yeah, you're or, right. or like uni's over, you know. Yeah, okay. Tough week at work. Or just celebrating the weekend. Yeah. I also love to walk my dog around the scenic streets and admire the beautiful Queenslander architecture. So true. When my kids were younger, they also played sport on one of the many sports fields nearby at Newmarket. Mm-hmm. Um, here's Amen. When my elderly parents visit, we have unfortunately had to visit the Royal Brisbane Hospital only a few minutes away. My father has dementia and when he got oh. lot lost recently on a short walk around the block, a local real estate agent brought him home by his description of our street. So people are certainly friendly and helpful. Oh, that's very sweet. I can't say enough positive things about our lovely lifestyle here in the beautiful Wilston. I just read that to note that it's probably the first time a real estate agent's done anything nice. Just kidding. <laughs> um, that is no, beautiful. So that's, that's beautiful. That's stunning. That's a wonderful description of any suburb, let alone such a beautiful one in Wilston. Let me read a second <laughs> review right under Wilstonite. <laughs> This is a review from an account called London. 
<laughs> Immediately giving something away. London calling, got a bad <laughs> review. London has given Wilston one star. Oh, fuck off. Wilston, Australia's most boring suburb. <laughs> what a waste of a great suburb. Five kilometres to the city. Clean, leafy, wide streets, train and bus. Great schools. But what else? Nothing. <laughs> Having lived there for many years, Wilston Village is just a great big white elephant. <laughs> elephant. Maybe he, From the he's getting fate. confused with the Wilston Fate. We've now had two mentions of elephants. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, legit. Why is this so? Will someone please open a decent <laughs> cafe and restaurant in the area? The cafes and restaurants are so average, it's not funny. The quality is disgusting and there are no decent shops and about as happening as a graveyard. Everybody <laughs> who lives there seems to eat at 6pm and leave by 7pm and the entire village is closed by 9pm. If you're looking for Australia's most boring suburb, Wilson is here. Will someone please do something to pump it up and give it a harpy? What about a nice nice wine bar and an activity after dark? (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. Now there's a thought. (laughs) So London, who I would suspect came from London. Yeah, I'm guessing. Thinks Wilson. I love this. He can go to the fucking city. He's so desperate. He's like, I don't want to leave my house. Five kilometers from the city. Open a nightclub. Train, bus. Like, yeah, can't we get it? In London, you can basically walk 500 meters to eat a cool club or a pub. Like, so he's very complimentary about the public transport to the city, yet he's like, oh, it's not enough. Yeah. So what, he a, thinks, what a toss. So he thinks it's dead. Anyway, move to Rosalie. Will's tonight from earlier. Oh. Comments on oh, this exchange. Oh, this ought to be good. I like our suburb the way it is. My uni student daughter can go to the local pub at Newmarket. Ten minutes walk away. Or catch the train or bus into the valley for clubbing. That's a great point. The city the is so close with all the nightlife you could want. Why clutter up our suburb with all the negatives that go with drunks and late night venues? When I lived in the country years ago as a young teacher, we made our own fun at home. Invite some friends over and save a stack of money on drinks. I often walk my dog through Wilston Village and, and am envious of the people at the restaurants having a quiet drink, especially on a Friday. I think the majority of people in the area work very hard so can't afford to stay up late. London. I'm glad the new market pub is 10 minutes for you, but it's a good 20 minutes for me! <laughs> And who would want to go to the new market pub anyway? The last times we were there, there were brawls broke out. Charming. I know the city is very close. Isn't However, that exactly <laughs> what he point. wants? He then goes, I know the city is very close. However, I don't want nightclubs in Wilston. You are totally missing my point. <laughs> I do, however, know that Wilston is the most boring suburb <laughs> I've ever lived in. And that is why I now live elsewhere. Doesn't even live in Wilson anymore. <laughs> Although we still have the property there. I also beg so to differ. Fucking landlord. He goes, I love going to nice wine bars and jazz clubs, and I most certainly am not a drunk. And if you think that putting a pub in Wilston Village or a wine bar would attract a lot of drunks, then that says to me the people who live there are totally unsophisticated. Come on! You must be joking! <laughs> but he spells come on C-O-M-O-N. So common. 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 You must be joking. Let's make Wilston a nice adult suburb, shall we? And put in some decent restaurants and wine bars. <laughs> and then he goes, so I think there's more wine bars. <laughs> He's and- obsessed with wine bars. Well, put in a wine. There's a wine bar in Rosalie and no one's ever there. Fuck, you're good at whining and I've had a bloody bar of you. And then he goes, yeah, right. and then he goes, he finishes right, it Brexy. with, there must be others on this page who share this view, surely. <laughs> He's just calling That's out That's very funny. 
Um, and then I won't read the rest of this exchange, but another person jumps in and goes, Australia's most boring suburb, pretty misleading, as I doubt you have lived in every suburb in Australia. Oh, what a pedantic point and goes, to make. And then he goes, don't listen to this twits review. Oh. And it says, Wilson's anything but boring. And then London comes back and goes, actually, I'm not a twit. Far from it. <laughs> and I guess your rudeness sums up your comment. Unfounded. <laughs> well, I actually lived in Wilson for 30 years. I know what I'm talking about. Oh, he got, actually, you know what? I have to stop. But the last suburb, the last sentence of this one I get is, I'm 50 years old and I would love a wine bar there. <laughs> not a pub, not a wine club. I'm but a great a wine bar. But a great little wine bar. That's called being sophisticated. Oh, what a toss Also, there is a wine bar. What was that place we used to go to all the time? Quincy's. Quincy's. Yeah. It's, it, I'm going to comment. Go, literally go to Quincy's. I'm going to comment. I'm sorry. Oh, hang on. When was London, this? I, I've just skipped ahead. Okay, I have to finish this off. Mr. Pirate joins the debate oh, no. and says, Army Many suburbs in Australia don't have cafes and restaurants, let alone a high street. Go live in a modern suburb full of identical McMansions where you have to drink the local Westfields or for a bite to eat and Fucking then say, nice. Wilson is the most boring suburb in Australia, you jackass. And then London finishes the thread by saying, Clearly my disgusting reference of a jackass defines you well. I need not respond to you. I'm going to say, London, go to Quincy's. Try Quincy's. Mate. You fucking fucking flog. flog. (laughs) I just said, London, try Quincy's. Good. Oh, I have to register to comment. Uh, Probably not worth it. Don't worry about it. Hey, should we ask the question? Let's ask the question that's been waiting on everyone's lips. And it's not, should there be a wine bar? Oh, a wine bar! Does Wilston fuck? Short and simple for me. Yeah, absolutely. It does for me. Too. I think it's got a sexy. To be honest, it does actually. It actually does have a wine bar energy. Like, yeah, it's got a great. Despite London's misgivings, I think it's got a real vibrant wine bar. It's got. It's got. It's, it's, it's got, got the vibe of adults and parents rediscovering a vibrant sexuality. I think so. Too. There also was always like chats about like a little swingers scene in Wilson yeah, and stuff like like yeah. not particularly surprisingly. Well, well, Chris LaRosa wrote in yeah. and said it's fake Ascot. Yeah, I don't know if I quite agree with that, but by virtue of that, it means they have fake orgies. <laughs> it's just forgies, forgies. Yeah, um, absolutely. And there's something you know, wandering the streets of Wilston late at night. It, yeah, it doesn't feel dull. It doesn't feel super suburban. Like there's a little bit of something about it. Like it's I still, agree. yeah, it's, it's family homes, but you know, there's a bit of. I think it's got a morning sex energy to yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Because you have, but it's like morning go sex. Together, go to Alcove. We have sex. We wake up. We go to Alcove together. Yeah, let's do it. It's got a very pleasant fucky energy to it. I agree. And also, cold rock, the 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 cold rock thing for yeah. me, a different kind of fuck. But that was always a very flirtatious yes, atmosphere. Yes. Of like we're sneaking down, we're getting some free. Oh, ice and cream. if you could How get you some free ice cream, that's a bit flirty. Yeah, gummy worms, whatever. What do you say we just go to the Osborne Hotel and catch up? And that's all we've got time for today on this episode of Unpacking Brisbane, Wilston. Wilston. Um, keep buying tickets to the Mangroves yes, gig so at true. Felons Barrel Hall. We know we're in lockdown at the moment. Hopefully we're going to come out yeah. of it. It's it's still, you know, it's yeah. about a month away. It's still going ahead. It's the 29th of July. So, you know, still going ahead. And I've got to be honest, worst case scenario, if we have to sit down, I don't think there is a better venue in Brisbane to be sitting down in than Felons Barrel Hall. It's a massive fuck off German beer hall. We've been to Oktoberfest. 
you have to sit down in those tents at Munich and it's still the time of your life. Oktoberfest was doing COVID before it was cool. Yeah, literally. But we would say this as well, late lines for anyone who, you know, for, the, for the few of you who bought tickets, um, for, the, for the seven of you. <laughs> chosen seven. Um, that was cancelled because of COVID. So uh, don't come to that. Uh, come to our other show. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll try and do Late Lines again. We'll try and do an Unpacking Brisbane we'll live. So. There's shows to come. Things are coming. Things are coming. Um, 29th of July. Mangroves yeah. album launch. Get yourself a ticket. Yeah, it's going to be great. And uh, until then, keep listening to us on 4BC on Saturdays, ABC every second Wednesday. And until then, get through this last little stretch of lockdown. Hopefully by the time you're hearing this, you'll know it will be done at 6pm tonight. And enjoy the weekend. Get on the beers. <laughs>